Welcome to the Professional Plumber Podcast. We hope that these podcasts will bring some insight into who we are and what we do. So while in conversation with the PIRB, sit back, enjoy, and make sure to connect with the PIRB on Facebook or at pirb.co.za or more. A warm welcome to our audience. My name is Willem Klopper. I'm your host. And in this episode, we will discuss open outlet type of geezers, or alternatively known as point of use geezers. Now, this is going to be a lack of technical discussion again. With me, my guest, uh, Mr. Richard Bailey. Richard, welcome, and thanks for joining me in this uh, in this podcast episode. Yeah, thanks, Willem. It's always a pleasure. Um, as we've always said, it's you know it's one of those things that we actually look forward to. And uh, so, yeah, no, absolutely. Let's let's get cracking on this. Is quite a, it's quite a. Um, I think it's a well covered. I mean, if you look around, you know, the LMS system and and uh, and tech talks and that sort of thing. This has been covered extensively, but yet we still come across hundreds well dozens i suppose let me not uh, exaggerate but dozens of 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 installations where where it's it's just done wrong so i think it's a, it's well worth uh, doing a podcast over as we know the podcast is short sweet to the point and mm. you don't have to sit and you know ha- have uh, six hours of of of, of training through. it's short and sweet and you can listen to it on your way to the airport so <laughs> yeah or to site yeah. for that matter or to site yeah before we continue with our conversation Have a listen to this. Are you a tradesperson or a trading company that is looking for a platform to market your services? Let Articulated speed up the process for you. You can use our podcast to sell your services. Email us for a quote at organizer at articulated.co.za. You can also visit our website at www.articulated.co.za. Introducing the Plumbing Industry Registration Board Company Registration Portal. Now you can register your company to have access to more benefits, including purchasing and allocating certificates of compliance to your PRB-registered employees. Visit www.pirb.co.za to find out more information. Open outlet type of geezer, uh, or alternatively known as point of use geezers. So obviously... This suggests that we're not we're not dealing with you know the pressure the high pressure type of geezer that sits in a in a in a ceiling or something like that. Yeah, is that correct? Yeah, it's not. A, that's right. Yeah. So let me just clarify the name. So the, the 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 official name of this type of geezer that we're talking about today is the open outlet type geezer. That that is what it is known as. However, uh, it is commonly called point of use geezer because of the fact that it is used so often as a point of use geezer. I think it's worth clarifying that a point of use geezer means a geezer that is uh, installed to be used at a single point. And this can be of the open outlet type, but it can also be of the pressurized type. So, when we say point of use geezer, it 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 doesn't necessarily have to mean open outlet type geezer. So, uh-huh. so what I would going forward, and, and I think it's important to have pointed that out and, and used the name point of use. But going forward, we'll we'll I'll use the term open outlet type because it's a specific yeah. design of geezer, and this is what we're talking and, about. 
Exactly. For this, for the purpose of this conversation, this discussion, this yep. technical discussion, we'd rather use the name or the term open outlet type geezer. That's right. Yes. But but going back to your question, you're 100% right. It is a very different design and, in fact, a very different installation compared to a conventional pressurized geezer. The design of the geezer is different in that you, you, you'll, if you look at it, you'll see that the, it hasn't got the conventional ports that you are used to in a, in a, in a, in a um, pressurized geezer. Nor does it have, for example, a TP, a TP valve, etc. We'll get into that later. But it is a, for, for now, to answer the question, it is a different design and it is a different installation completely. So the basic principle of this type of geezer, specifically the open outlet type geezer, is one of fluid displacement. It's as simple as that. If I have a glass of water and it's full to the brim and I pour some more water into that glass, the water that I'm adding will displace the existing water and some of it will have to flow over the rim of the glass. Mm. It's not being held in in a closed container. It is being held mm -hmm. with an open top of the glass. is open. It is, it's open to atmosphere, but I'm adding more water into that glass and... Um, and something has to give, and, and so, so it overflows. And that's exactly the principle of this geezer. Um, so just bear in mind, or have it in the back of your mind, that, that fluid displacement is the basic principle that, we, that, that, that these geezers operate with. And they're, they're usually quite small. Uh, they're usually, because they're often, well, they're most often used. In fact, open outlet type geezers are probably used 99.999% of the time in uh, in a point of use uh, and that means that it's for a single point and and that means that like that, right yeah right at the basin where you're going to use it or at the bathtub where you're going to use it or at the shower where you're going to use it right right there where the where the tap opens up that's yes. where you're going to sort of install it yeah not no it wouldn't be a bath it, it would it would be a basin or a sink for example and that oh, yeah okay so it wouldn't be a bath and very very seldom a shower there, there is there is a possibility to install it in a shower, but it requires special kind of plumbing design, and it, there's there's other. Well, I'm not going to get into that today, but but for this purpose, um, we'll stick to basins and sinks. But for that mm -hmm. reason, uh, Willem, they are usually small geysers, up to 30 liters. Sort mm -hmm. of is the biggest size that you'll find of them. All right, are these geysers and and installations subject to any mandatory standard like the normal pressurized vessels, the normal uh, pressurized geysers. Yeah, they absolutely are. Um, the installation of these units fall within uh, the requirements of SANS 10254, which is the installation for geysers. It is a recognized design. If you uh, were to peruse 10254, you'll come across, um, uh, in the beginning of the standard, you'll come across a section called Specific Requirements. There are specific requirements in, in the installation for a conventional geezer, and then there is there's those for this type of geezer, and they differ. It's different. So you so where where a a a conventional geezer, for example, would say the specific requirement would include a TP valve. This does not include a TP valve, and and so on. So we're not going to get into the technicalities, but yes, it is covered. It is mandatory to install it the way in which it was designed to be installed. So it is absolutely covered in the standard. It is not a a voluntary uh, 
standard to follow, it needs to be followed. Mm. So yes, it, it has to be compliant to that. It's not, not, not a question of install it as you wish. No, 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 absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Richard, you mentioned the fact that they are different from your normal uh, sort of geezers, your normal pressurized geezers. Um, you also mentioned the fact that they come in different sizes, uh, these point of views gear, well, or rather let's call it open outlet type geezers. Mm. But, but how about the configuration thereof? Are they all uh, the same configurations as well or? No, but no. So the, yeah, that's a good question. The 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 open outlet type geysers have two main sort of configurations, and and that is either a below counter installation or above counter installation. In in other words, one would one would typically install it below the countertop, and and that has a particular type of configuration whereby the ports the 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 inlet and outlet ports are at the top of the geyser when it's orientated in the way that it's supposed to be orientated. And the above counter type geyser, which is typically installed, let's say, above a sink, directly above a kitchen sink, for example, mm -hmm. the inlet and outlet ports are at the bottom of the geyser as it is orientated. So so the, the, the internal pipework configuration is is very different and you cannot use one in another set you you can't just turn it upside down mm. so just be aware that that um, you have above counter and below counter and they have to be used with specifically like that before we continue with our conversation have a listen to this don't forget to download the all new and improved app plumber from the google play store all your plumbing solutions are just a click away exclusively for android users Let's 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 get. I want to I want to ask you again. We, we we're talking about the size and the different sizes the different sizes of them and the fact that they are so small. Now, if they are so small and and as small as you said, I mean, ten between ten and thirty liters. You said I think a maximum of 10, thirty yeah. liters is the average that we that we said in, earlier on. If they are so small, I mean, the concern must be, or the or the question must be thought by the consumer, you know, whether they will run out of hot water. Yeah, uh, you, you see, but the, but as the name suggests, and 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 as it's commonly known as well, not open outlet, but the other thing that we commonly call it by is point of use. That 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 would that that says that it's used at a single point. Now, I mean, let's say a kitchen. Um, a kitchen sink. You, you, it's, it's a good place to use it for various reasons. But I mean, how many liters of hot water do you need um, at once, and how often do you need it during the course of a day? Uh, given that uh, you'd probably get away with 10 liters of hot water, nice hot water in a sink, easy, and the and the at a time. And the geyser will then just remember that the geyser reheats itself. So you're not trying to supply an entire house with it or whatever. You, you just you're just affording that particular point some hot water and, and think of a hand wash basin. Uh, how, when last have you used 10 liters of piping hot water at a hand wash basin? Not very often. So mm. it's more than enough for, it, for the intended purpose of the geezer. You see, where things start to go wrong is, um, is when people start to use these things uh, outside of their intended use. Yeah, and that's like like supplying a complete a complete bathroom, like thinking that you can use that single geezer, that single small geezer, to to supply your bathtub, your shower, and yeah. your and your hand wash basin, etc. Uh, is that correct? Is that what you were hinting yeah. at towards? So so this is where and and this is where I'm gonna just 
um, jump into a little bit of technicality uh, into the design of this. So, so the, 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 the fact that it can or should only be used for a single point is not only because of the size of the geyser. Yes, that is a factor, but it's, it's, not the, it's not the actual reason. The actual reason is that in order for this geyser to be installed as an open outlet type geyser, not a pressurized geyser, it has to have a different type of installation. There is no, uh, the, the, the conventional notion of pressurized cold water coming into the geyser and pressurized hot water being uh, fed to a terminal fitting, which you can then open and allow water to come from the geyser, and the system is constantly under pressure. That is not true for this for this geyser. So you have to um, let me break it. Let me put it as simply as I know. In a conventional geyser, the control for the hot water flow is from the hot water outlet side of the geyser, like at your terminal fitting of the basin. That is connected to the outlet flow of the geyser. That's where you control the hot water flow of, of a conventional geyser. In an in a open outlet type geyser, you use what they call an open outlet type mixer. It has a different configuration and then it's connected specifically to, directly to this geyser. But the key fa factor is that it controls the flow of the hot water by means of controlling the inflow of the cold. Hmm. I hope I'm making sense. Yes. So it, it doesn't allow any cold water into the geyser when, if, I, if, the, if my hot tap has been switched off of that, ge that mixer, it means that there is zero pressure coming into the geyser. When I open my hot tap and I want hot water, it allows cold water to flow through that tap back down into the geyser and displace the hot water which is already stored in there, but it does mm -hmm. so through a spout which is open to atmosphere. Uh -huh. The spout, like the top of the glass, is always open to atmosphere. It is never shut off. You see, there's no flow control at the outlet. There's only a flow control at the inlet. So the spout is open to atmosphere, and that's the key. It's difficult to explain in words. There are more involved tech talks, but, but the, the key I want guys to take away with this is if you're installing this conventionally, it's wrong. Mm. Just forget it. It's wrong. Okay. So that's hopefully, in a nutshell, how this thing works, and that's why you cannot install it uh, in a conventional bathroom setting, for example, because a conventional bathroom setting has terminal fittings which control the hot water flow from the outlet side, and that cannot happen in this case. Richard, I want to ask you from a layman's perspective, as, as, as somebody who's not a plumber, um, just just briefly explain to me. I understand now where the control of the water flow is. Uh, you know, it's the outlet, uh, the inlet, the cold inlet, etc. But how does that water then – so in my mind, as a layman, as somebody who's not a plumber, mm -hmm. I, I'm thinking that the, the picture that I'm forming, forming in my mind is, is one where as cold water comes in, it gets heated and immediately goes out of the, uh, the, the hot water outlet, 
and then through the tap where you open the tap and, and wash your hands. No. Is that not correct? No, you, you are talking about an instantaneous type geyser. This, this type of geyser is a storage vessel. Uh-huh. It has 10 liters of, of already heated okay. water in it. So that's how it works. Okay. Yes. So the water in it is already heated. It's there. It's 10 liters. It's hot water. And you have a, an inlet pipe at the bottom of this okay. geyser. When I, when I open, because the mixer is designed like this, and, it's, and I'm not going to get into the, into the connections, but when I open, when I want hot water, what I'm actually doing is opening the cold water supply into the mm-hmm. geyser. It's just config, it's configured like that. So essentially, I'm opening the incoming cold water supply to the geyser, which, of course, because, there's the, because the outlet of that geyser is open to atmosphere, as soon as I put any kind of water into the bottom of that geyser, it's going to push the hot water out oh. the top of the geyser and out the spout. Okay. So that's, that's what it is. Okay. So, they, so, so that's a big difference between that and a conventional geyser. Now, what other differences are there? Yeah. Okay. So that is – and because of that fundamental difference, um, the geyser, for example, has no TP valve. It has. It will not have a PRV or pressure reducing valve. Uh, it, having said that, it must be supplied by balanced pressure or at least reduced pressure. You can't. Uh, some of most of the manufacturers will have a maximum pressure rating, even though it's not a pressurized vessel. Understand? We're not talking about pressurizing the system. We're talking about sort of flow rate. They don't want a thousand kPa to be shunted through the system. You know, when you open a tap. So, yeah, it's always best to have it supplied by means of reduced pressure, but you won't necessarily need or require a PRV in the installation. There's no vacuum breakers, there's no drain cock, and there's no overflows. So so because there's no PRV and there's no TP, there's no overflows, except for a drip tray. If you've got a you, if it's in a situation where it's gonna cause damage when it leaks, you would it would require a drip tray. And of course, that would then need some sort of an overflow. But uh, apart from that, no TP valve, no PRV, no vacuum breakers, and no drain cock. So it's a very, very different installation um, uh, by all accounts. And so if you see one of these things installed with uh, PRV and, uh, and, 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 and vacuum breakers, uh, it's, just, it's, it's just wrong. Okay. Before we continue with our conversation, have a listen to this. Plumber training has never been easier with articulated plumber courses. Enroll now to upskill yourself at your own pace and earn CPD points. Our informative and easy to follow courses can be found on iopsitraining.co.za. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Articulated Plumber. Richard, <laughs> we were talking about the, you, 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 were, you used the word except for a drip tray. So on, on, on a plumbing group somewhere, <laughs> I saw a plumber who placed a picture of such a geezer that he installed. Yep. Um, and, and he was complimented on the nice drip, drip tray that he had installed right. with it. And, and he, he admitted that he used um, a cat sandbox, <laughs> the plastic cat sandbox type of... 
<laughs> as a drift trainer. <laughs> well, I mean, if the, if the shoe fits, buddy, if the shoe fits, you know, that's it. Um, listen, I, <laughs> but 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 isn't isn't shouldn't that? You know, I was when I saw that, and I saw that he said, you know, what I use the cat sandbox plastic. Yeah. Shouldn't shouldn't that uh, if they use a a drip tray for for such a um, uh, um, the geezer that we're talking about now, uh, shouldn't it be able to re- be resistant to a specific uh, uh, heat of water or something like that? Look, drip trays do have a product standard that they need to adhere to. Yes. Uh, so a, a drip tray, for a drip tray to be an approved type, it needs to have uh, been tested and, and and met the criteria of, of the drip tray standard. The, the number, the SANS number escapes me now off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But you're 100% right. Yes, it, it does. However, in this case, uh, the drip trays that are required most of the time are are, are things that need to fit within cupboards, like under sinks and that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there are simply no drip trays available off the shelf. So one is forced to, and, and if there's any manufacturers listening, please, you know, let's, let's try and resolve this. But then one is forced to use MacGyvers like that. And, and personally, if I were to see that um, installed, I would say, well, you know, let's, let's, look, let's look past the, the yeah. fact that it's not a tested product and, and just say, well, mm. it's, it's, actually, it's actually a damn side better than it, than it would have been without it there. So, yeah, yeah. Just before wrapping up this conversation, have a listen to this. We'd like to encourage our audience to follow Articulated Plumber on Instagram and Facebook to learn more about any exciting and interesting news that we may have. Our handle on both Instagram and Facebook is Articulated Plumber. Richard, I think that concludes our conversation and our technical discussion around uh, the open, uh, open outlet type geezers. Um, I had it confused with typically your your point of use geezers, but I'm happy that you explained the difference uh, to me as a layman. And I think that the audience also took quite quite a lot of value out of what you've discussed here. Um, so thank you, thanks for your time, your effort, and again, thanks for the valuable or the invaluable information that you've shared with the audience. Valimani, a pleasure. Now I just need to ask you: Is it valuable or is it? Uh, you said invaluable. Okay. Yeah. In, so invaluable. invaluable. So you yeah. can't add okay. value to it. It's it's too it's too valuable yeah. to add a value to it. A measure. Yeah, you see, I wanted to, I wanted to be smart now, and I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to tell you to try and make up your mind. You know, is it valuable or invaluable? But then I realized I, I painted myself into a corner. So, <laughs> so well done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Richard. Um, we'll see you next time. And of course, thanks to our audience members for having tuned in and listened. And we'll see you next time as well. Thanks for having tuned in. Make sure to read more about the PIRB on our website at pirb.co.za and on our social media channels like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. <laughs>